MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need! We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now, let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Week 16 wrapped up in the National Football League, and very likely you wrapped up your fantasy football season. But if you haven't, that's what we are here for. Welcome, everyone. It is another edition of I Want Your Flex. Get Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Byer on Fox. You can always tweet us at I Want Your Flex as well. Another combo episode because of the New Year week that we have. So we'll take a look back at Week 16, Mike, and also take a look ahead to Week 17, which has so many playoff uh, possibilities with the matchups that we're going to have. And there's also an opportunity to have some fun with some daily stuff or even if your league goes 17 weeks, maybe you play a two-week championship game. We'll try to give you all the answers so you can have success there. Yeah, the potential for chaos is still out there, right? With a lot still up for grabs if your league does continue. Uh, there are decisions 
you know, ample players that still have to go out and suit up, right? Not a lot of uh, Queens waves like you used to see from Peyton Manning so many years ago. My one series, and now I'm walking off the field. Although he's got nobody to cheer for them uh, in most of these stadiums. But, yeah, I mean, other than there's only one playoff seed that's secured, right? you got teams that have secured their playoff berth. Sure. But outside of KC, everybody still has some incentive to go out and win. Lot, lot up for grabs, that's for sure. What I find funny is, listen, I'm not going to hold it against you if you play a Week 17 in your fantasy league. I'm not looking down on you. That is not the case at all. I just don't think that it's any fun, especially when you hear Andy Reid say that Patrick Mahomes you know, could be sitting and Chad Henney could be getting the start in their game against the Chargers in Week 17. Just is There's a lot of problems. But I, but I will say this about Week 17, and I know this is not good for business, but I actually think without the playoff implications, when it comes to strictly fantasy football, Mike, I would rather watch a preseason game than Week 17. Now hear me out on this, okay? Hear me out on this. Because the seasons and the leagues that I play in wrap up in week 16, it is so odd to watch a week with players that you've been following mm-hmm. throughout the season and then watch them play a game and be like, this has no meaning to me. Why am I, why am I watching the Texans? You know, I've watched Deshaun Watson for the, you know, for 16 weeks of the season and now I'm watching him and it is just not the same. It's not that same feeling. And the only reason I say that I, I would rather watch a preseason game is because you have the anticipation of fantasy coming up. Week 17 is the reminder that. We're not going to have fantasy football for a long, long time. And that's why it just kind of hits me in the face when week 17 comes along. And next year it will be week 18. But right? the, when week 17 comes along, it's just such a disappointment and just it's sad because it's not the same as the other 16 weeks. So I always feel very weird week 17. No, that there is something to that, right? Which is why perhaps more uh, gambling uh, comes in. Daily fantasy certainly plays once you've got uh, the sits and starts, I guess, put together. Uh, I think it's funny. There's there's a bit that Colin Coward, our, our colleague on FSR, does uh, on Mondays, and it's the describe this game in three words bit. And he's going through, and I'm, you know, puttering around, getting some work done this morning, and uh, on Monday, Monday, following the games, right? So it's the he gets to Cincinnati and Houston after rolling through all the other games, and just said, "I didn't watch," and moves right to the next game. <laughs> like there, there, was that was the one. Games, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, of all the slate, that was the one that was like, I don't know. We we had it on here, right in the studio. There, the, one of the screens you can get the eight box up. I don't mm-hmm. know that even Red Zone Channel ever went to that game when it was in the red zone. <laughs> like, if there was something else going on in the red zone, it was relegated to that eight box or a small picture-in-picture picture. <laughs> that just never got any credit whatsoever. And there were a lot of points in that game, too, right? Brandon Allen going nuts and Watson making plays, but it was like, I didn't watch. I think I laughed out loud for about 10 seconds. I'm like, that's a good line. This is This is how sad my life is. I was in a third-place game, and I had Deshaun Watson. So I was watching that game. <laughs> I, was, I was watching it. That's why I and, like you, Dan Byer. <laughs> and the guy I was going against had Brandon Cooks. 
So there is even more to watch it. And since he's, you know, the the guy that's getting a lot of targets, it wasn't as great of a of a weekend for me. But yeah, it just it's 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 going to be different to watch week seventeen. It is it always is. Then when the playoffs come around, actually at the end of the podcast, we'll give you some ways to to liven up week seventeen and liven up the NFL playoffs if you are a fantasy fan. But it's just always a, a bit of a bit of a weird feeling when you uh when you enter week seventeen after wrapping up a week sixteen because it's just you know it's it's one of these things and you know not like the others and some may some people may not have a consolation bracket maybe their season ended in week 14 but week 17 like nobody in your league is usually playing and that's why it's got a bit of a weird feeling yeah you get so and we'll, we'll talk about some of the the variations of keep hope alive but yeah it's it becomes the switch to a different hat right fantasy and stats and rankings and losing your mind over, all right, who's RB12 versus 13, right? Because that's a big deal, right? <laughs> or QB12 versus QB, oh, yeah. especially yeah, for you deal. and I, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. And then week 17, it's kind of like, all right, I'm just a football fan again. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just watch for chaos in between the white lines. And obviously being a Chicago boy, man, am I rooting for chaos in week 17. You know, it's it's funny because you're the you're the analyst guy. You have the rankings, you provide them for us. And there are different, you know, people out there across the fantasy spectrum that that do it. And I don't go to those rankings to get information. I go to them to basically solidify what I believe. And because I think that's actually what, what people really should do is for as much as I want you to listen to the podcast and I hope that you do. And I hope that you have a good time. The best thing about fantasy is not because Mike tells you to play a guy or I tell you to play a guy. It's when you have the guts to play the freaking guy that, you know, like nobody felt that had an opportunity to do so. And when you hit on it, it's a, it's, it's a great feeling. When I go to the rankings, I judge the rankers on how like I view things. I'm like, this <laughs> sure. guy's an idiot. I'm never. Li- I'm, no, I don't even look at his rankings. This guy's a moron, and that's how that's how I end up looking at it. Not because I think that. Uh, oh, what? Okay, interesting. You got Devonte Adams there, and oh, Keenan Allen's here. I just I look at it and be like. All right, let's see what you idiots got this week, and then if I, you know, give you a thumbs up or a thumbs down, it's not fair to you guys. I understand that, but that's kind of how I enter those uh, those rankings. No, rooms. I dig that confirmation bias. Yep. Uh, what what I always love though, and and you know, to pull the curtain back, my phone on Sunday mornings for that final <laughs> half hour, people I haven't heard from in forever. And if I showed you the list of names of people that contacted me for for advice, who've either been through the hallways of Fox Sports Radio sure. or people we know in the larger media sphere. It's like, should I start this guy or this guy? You give him a, an explanation. It's like, well, but I was thinking, I'm like, then do what you want. Like, I gave you, <laughs> you asked yeah. me for my opinion. And then you find out oftentimes they either don't. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah, you. I didn't confirm what you wanted. But in the end, I, I think as a fantasy analyst, Right, and looking at the NFL and NFL uh, analyzing games and setting up the picture of how something's going to play out. If I convince you to go along with me, I've done my job. I may be wrong, and as we know, with a turnover or two, mm-hmm. or a drop pass, or one hey shoestring tackle miss, yeah, everything elbow changes. At, yeah, elbow goes down at the one yard line. You know, and, like, and all of a sudden it's a rushing touchdown instead of that fifty yard bomb. Yeah, right. Yep. 
or, you know, the, hey, I, did, I told you not to play this running back, but a pass interference call at the two sets him up point blank. Sure. All you Mike Davis uh, fantasy owners out there know that gift from week 15. I mean, stuff like that is going to happen. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not Karnak, and I do not have a crystal ball. <laughs> well, I think we could see what was going to happen to the uh, the Patriots on Ooh. Monday night with the Bills. Uh, let's just sum up Monday night like this. Uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, awesome. Patriots stink. Bills win 38-9. We can move on from that. Does that sound good enough for you? That was pretty good. Uh, good thing for Josh Allen, though, getting those four touchdowns, because he had two that were absolute gifts to receivers that uh, bounced out. It's like, what are we doing here, fellas? <laughs> you had uh, Taiwan Jones. On his knees, going doing the I'm going to haul it in route. Now bounce off his chest, and then Dawson Knox took one off the face mask. So they had to go to Lee Smith, the backup tight end, to secure one. Thought it was the former closer, Hall of Fame closer Lee Smith. Now that would have been great. Is, is Lee Smith in, in the, the Hall of Fame? He is. He's, okay, I think he yeah, finally got in, didn't he? He wasn't for the longest time, yeah, no. and it seemed like a gross oversight. You better be in the – bet. you know what? This is actually a really good question. Is Lee Smith in the Hall of Fame? I thought for sure that he would be. He is. But I, he is? 2019. Okay. So he just got there. All right. Which so that was like one of the great oversights. Ago. So, yeah. But that is true. Yeah. And then we're going to have a double, double class, right? Because on the 26th of January, we'll find out the next class. That is true. That Crazy. Is, that is true. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, the uh, three-point conversions from what when we uh, met with you last, I'm just going to say this. The last time we met, I had my worst three-point conversion of the year. I will say, Mike, now there was no reason for me to say this and trying to leave people with, with something, but I did say have a, have, a, have a Camara Christmas. Yeah. And not that you wouldn't play Alvin Camara anyway, but I specifically said have a Camara Christmas. Alvin Camara against the Vikings is going to be a play six touchdowns later, and I am giving myself the Barry Horowitz and patting myself on the back. You got Barry I, Horowitz in, so I, you I, you just won the podcast. I, I should just leave right now. I will I will take that one and run with it, considering how poorly I did in Week 15. I also said I'd start Jalen Hurts. I didn't put that as part of my three-point conversion, and I didn't like Rams Seahawks. And I think both of those came out. Hurts didn't have a, have a, a, a monster, monster game, but still 60-plus yards rushing over 300 yards in the air, had the long touchdown to Deshaun Jackson. Um, but in, in Rams, Seahawks was something that you wanted to stay away from, and hopefully that you did when it came to fantasy because there just wasn't much there. Even that watching was, it wasn't much of a treat either, Dan, for well, a it, weekend. If, if you had something invested in it, like, you know, like some, some uh, division title, that was no, – uh, sure. that was. I was I was I was invested in that way just for my own fandom. Not money, not no betting, no betting, just on pure fandom I was invested. But Well, minus that, 3 you would have won too. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And I did like the Seahawks in that spot by the way. I will say that. That was my three-point conversion from a week ago. Uh, what did you size up from last week? Well, I I told everybody to uh dance with who brung you unless you were really in that uh quaking in your boots. And for the most part, it worked out. We obviously had a couple of huge duds and misses with Mahomes and some of those. Uh, I was on Jalen Hurts, you know, saying Hurts, don't it? Yes. Uh, but for 
while he gave you some numbers as far as a QB ranking for the week, he was outside the top 12. So I gave myself an, an L. I'm a hard grader. Uh, and then uh, Baker Mayfield screwed me because uh, <laughs> we did the, the podcast before COVID yeah. came to town. And then you also were missing two offensive linemen. And I thought that was a point missed by a lot of people in analyzing what happened in that game was that they were down two linemen. The wide receivers, okay, that's a big deal. But missing two top offensive linemen when you're predominantly trying to be a run team, and I don't know why the play calling was 53 pass attempts. That's never going to make sense to me. Yeah, that was atrocious. Absolutely atrocious and and lunacy by Stefanski and company. But Baker Mayfield dropping the ball three times puts me in the the dog pound as a uh, victim here. Going back to your Jalen Hurts point of outside the top twelve, I, I would I would just say this in in your defense, which ends up also being in my defense of someone like Jalen Hurts. Someone like Brandon Allen is not going to be started, you know, with, with 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 a team. So Brandon Allen it throws for three hundred seventy one yards and two scores for the Cincinnati Bengals, likely higher than Jalen Hurts. So I think that we have to look at adjusted fantasy rankings. For guys that probably weren't going to be played anyway. No, that's a fair so, point. You know, so like if you have – so if Jalen Hurts maybe doesn't crack the you know top 12, no one's going to play Brandon Allen, so he at least moves his spot up there. So then it's not just such an awful sort of thing where, you know, a, a guy – you know, a bunch of guys have great weeks that you were never going to play. You're still making up some ground on the field because the bad – the good quarterbacks actually probably had bad weeks. No, that's a good point because uh, also ahead of him was uh, the Iowa product, C.J. Beathard. Who had three touchdowns <laughs> sure. yeah, against the uh, the Cardinals in their laydown effort on Saturday? Again, because it happened Saturday, probably aren't getting slapped around in the fantasy world and certainly in the uh, radio and television world as much as they should have for the effort that they put forward uh, well, in that one. Well, the Cardinals, by the way, have been fool's gold for a good portion of the season. True. And nobody just realizes it. I mean, they're not even. I mean, if if they don't have the Hale Murray, you know, where are they now? If they don't have the Seahawks getting an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty uh, on a field goal late in their game when Seattle was was up double digits to keep a drive alive, they don't win that game. So the so for as great as Arizona was for a story for the first year, when you start to peel back the layers of that onion. Because uh, no, okay. yeah, no, certainly still a lot yeah. of a lot of warts there. Yeah, a lot of issues, and and Murray and Hopkins were fun to watch for a while for fantasy purposes. A lot of fun to play on a week to week basis, but Kyler Murray banged up uh, for those playing in week seventeen. He may not even start. Right, I mean, yeah. he may not be available uh, for that contest, but yeah, it, it, it's always fun, you know, doing the rankings. I'm usually just pretty harsh on myself, regardless sure. of the outliers. Why? Because because you, you want to be right. Uh, you want to give make make sure you're giving folks good advice, and uh, you know where where I uh, fault myself. You know, is the old uh, interview question of, well, you know, what's your biggest fault? Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself. Yeah, I, I really am. I'm a, perfe- I'm a perfectionist. I, I, I say, I, I, my biggest weakness: I have too many strengths. Yeah, I work that's, too. I work too much. I can't pick between strengths. my strengths. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, give me one reason. Give me one reason to start uh, week sixteen. I told you to start Antonio Brown. 
the the thought was there. It's the thought that counts in this holiday season. Uh, Antonio Brown did get in the end zone for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He only had four catches, though, for 35 yards. It was Mike Evans with a huge day for the Buccaneers as Tampa just ran away from the Lions. Give me one reason to bench. That almost worked out for me as well. I said bench J.K. Dobbins against the Giants. He got hurt in the game with a chest injury. Still, though, uh, prior to leaving, 77 yards on the ground and a touchdown on just 11 carries. So I'll take losses there. I I can't even be easy on myself because those are those are two L's. Oh, see, I already get. I, I got a long list of misses. I'll keep them short. Uh, we mentioned Mahomes, and I mean Hill was first on my wide receiver uh-huh. rankings, four for sixty-five, thirty-ninth on the day. Mahomes was thirteenth. Uh, we already talked about Kyler Murray. I won't belabor the point there. Uh, thought Ben Roethlisberger would struggle, and he did for a half. <laughs> right, a tale of two halves. You want to talk about what I want? Whatever Mike Tomlin said at halftime. Or if someone else on the team or an assistant coach. Mar- or- yeah, Marquise Pouncey actually yeah. was, was one of the guys that stood up in the locker room and the report said kind of, you know, yeah. lit so, a fire. All of a sudden, jump started and away we go. Uh, and then you had Tony Pollard. Uh, while Zeke returned and all, all the good that Pollard had done, they said beat it. Uh, he finishes with nine carries and 12 yards. Dan <laughs> uh, kind of kicked to the teeth, mentioned DeAndre Hopkins as well. On the hit side of thing, I was all over Tom Brady and uh, Mitchell Trubisky, both put in big big efforts. Brady didn't even have to suit up for the second half, and Trubisky finished eighth amongst scores this week is 265-2. and two. Still the confusing uh, interception, that, that fade, when you, you got green in front of you to run, I will never understand, but I'll save that for Bears therapy another time. David Montgomery continued his greatness, fourth 100-yard game in his last five. Cold sores were Russell Wilson and Jared Goff. They both uh, came in swimmingly in that regard. Uh, Ninja was Matt Ryan. He finished in the top 12. And then A.J. Brown on the cold list. He was 56th amongst wide receivers. Uh, and then Brandon Cooks who we talked about a little bit earlier, seven for 141 and a score. Uh, Unfortunately, on the wrong side of things, you know, Kiki didn't give me much of anything, and he was a guy that many asked about. Well, you mentioned Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard was the only Cowboy that ended up not producing against the Eagles on Sunday. And and of of, of everything that we could look back from Week 16, I'm going to just pull the Cowboys' explosion out of this because – it wasn't only Zeke going over 100 yards. Gallup and Cooper had 121 yards each. C.D. Lamb gets in the end zone twice. Andy Dalton, 377 and three touchdowns. I, I mean, it, it was it, – it's crazy. And, you know, now this team has, is a possible scenario away from going into the playoffs, Mike. But you look at Andy Dalton, and while the yardage may not have been there in all of the games – Multiple touchdown passes over the last four games for Dalton. The, uh, the you mentioned, you know, we've been waiting on Zeke, and yeah, he finally breaks through. But you know, Gallup had the two touchdowns to go along with those 121 yards. If you're playing in Week 17 and you're playing against the Giants, where some people are questioning their effort, even with things sure. to play for going down the stretch. Yeah, the Cowboys and, and, and their pieces now seem somewhat valuable and, and, and riding on a hot street and trending up as they enter the finale of the regular season. Yeah, something to watch, right? Obviously, they didn't flex that game to Sunday Night Football. We've got Washington and Philly, and we'll get to the uh, Washington side of things yeah. as we go, which is 
just a, a crazy 48 hours for sure. But, you know, Michael Gallup's found the end zone in three of the last four games. Has he been dominant? No. Is he the player that you thought? No. He had one touchdown in the first 11 games of the season, which meant a guy who was probably drafted as a back-end second-wide receiver was probably back on the waiver wire. I, I'm almost assured. I was looking up uh, some data, you know, for for the podcast. I, he was on fewer than one in eight rosters. Wow! For this past week, Jeez. so he'll be one of the big pickups as we get into the waiver wire. But to your point, Andy Dalton. One of the things you and I, I think, cherish uh, in the fantasy data points, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is averages are okay. They get you part of the way. Yeah. But do you want consistency? Like Andy Dalton, even if he hasn't been a top five performer, you're throwing multiple touchdown passes every week. I'll take that over the guy that's got the wild swings. And we've had a number of quarterbacks through the year, not just because of COVID and injuries, but you'll you'll take that. If it's 225 and two, sign me up. Right. Yeah. I, I don't if I could just, you know, do the old Ronco, set it and forget it and move on to another position to worry about. I'd rather do that. So Andy Dalton, you know, another guy who's virtually unowned yeah. in fantasy leagues <laughs> heading into week 17. And another guy that we can take out to move Jalen Hurts up higher on our list of where he would rank because <laughs> nobody's playing. And we're going to get Jalen Hurts in the top four before this. Before uh, it's all over. That's yeah, right. Before this episode is over. Let's look ahead to, to, to week 17. I know your Bears are hot. We've had some huge wide receiver output from Stephon Diggs. I mentioned Mike Evans, Devontae Adams in their week 16. I, I'm a little cautious of the Buccaneers. Just because, to to your point of most everything is still up for grabs when it comes to playoffs except the Chiefs locking up the number one seed in the AFC. But the Buccaneers can't win the division. It's kind of like, well, wherever they go, they're going to go. It's You're not trying to play for opponents in that situation you're going to be a wild card you're going to be on the road yeah you want to make maybe you want to make sure that you can go to uh the uh the nfc east opponent right but i'm just wondering with that the age of your quarterback and tom brady um uh, you know how much how much you should be really playing for uh for the playoffs when there's still so much to end up being uh, you know, decided around you. That's that's the thing that I would warn against someone like you know a Mike Evans having that sort of sort of production again against uh, or in Week 17. For the yeah, Buccaneers. I mean on the plus side, they're playing Atlanta, Dan. Yeah, and we know they'll lay down as well as anybody well, as far as a passing defense. Yeah, but you see what they did against the Chiefs this past weekend. You know, and it's a division yeah. game, and I. You know, I just I I would just be I'd be a little wary about that. No, they but. did have a, a fantastic week say, yeah. sixteen again, going to the outliers. Sure, right. If if we're looking over the the balance of the well, season, you have the that game and you have the game against the Raiders are the two that stand out as the. Yeah. Why is this defense so good these two weeks? Well, and they get steamrolled all over the place. Elsewhere. Maybe they'll jump out to a thirty-four nothing lead, and then that'll <laughs> allow the Buccaneers to try to come back and win thirty-seven thirty-four. That could be. The- we could do that one of those jobs again. Uh, but I, I would agree with you. I, I don't know that for Tampa there's a lot to be gained by keeping those guys out, right? It's like watching the Monday night game. At some point, it's like, all right, when's Josh Allen sitting down, mm-hmm. right? This New England team had no pulse. Yeah. So it's why are you why are you still running digs out there? Why is Zach Moss, who's your number one running back at this point, he should not be taking carries. He just no. shouldn't. <laughs> no. So I, I think with with Tampa and the number of injuries they had early in the season – 
you know, things that analysts like to forget is how hurt they were when they point out some of these struggles early on. They've just now really started to play together the last, what, six weeks? Sure. Five weeks, whatever it is. Uh, but you've had injuries at the running back position, and you you need every one of those weapons. You know, guys like Gronkowski and all those guys are duct-taped yeah. and bubble-wrapped at this point trying to keep them upright. So why push it? I, I would also say this. I think Pittsburgh should rest their guys. Mm-hmm. I, and I actually really like what happened in that last quarter plus against Indianapolis because I think something changed, as you mentioned. You know, the, you know something something happened at halftime where it changed, and I think that it turned their season around. But remember, we've talked about this team and their schedule. Their bye was in week four. I, I mean, like to talk about a team that needs a break. And honestly, Mike, if you if, if you were Pittsburgh – and you could keep the Colts out of the playoffs. I, I mean, I look at the, I look at the playoff teams in the AFC of 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 Miami, of Cleveland, of Baltimore, and Indianapolis, and it's the last two that I don't want to face if I'm any of the other teams of the AFC. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Baltimore. I don't want to see Indianapolis. I'll take my chances with two at quarterback and the Dolphins and what they've got, and I'll take my chance with Baker Mayfield and Cleveland and, and their defense because they've got some problems. But I don't want anything to do with the Colts or the Ravens. So if you're Pittsburgh. Maybe it's better for you to be like, all right, we need our rest. We need to get right. Cleveland wins. Well, Cleveland's going to be in. We know that much. And it doesn't help Indianapolis's case. Like that's a, if, if that's a situation, and I'm Mike Tomlin, and I'm really looking where everything is. And I know they, they can fight for two or three, but you know, is, is, is it worth when fans aren't allowed in stadiums? Does it matter if you have to go on the road in the divisional playoff? Like, I, I think it's just much more beneficial for Pittsburgh to get their rest than it would be to go all out in a game against the Browns when they've been going nonstop for 13 weeks. I, I concur. Yeah. All right. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you, you get no bye week, right? Number yeah. two doesn't get you anything, right? The only, the only thing is, you know, if you're looking at the playoff brackets, you know, avoiding Kansas City earlier, <laughs> right and and but on the whole like if you can go in and get a week of rest for all these guys because i mean sure. part part of the slide and i always liked washington's uh tweet it's might be my there've been a lot of good tweets by social media teams this year but the so we we wrecked pittsburgh or beat pittsburgh up or whatever the or mm-hmm. broke pittsburgh whatever the term was but it was basically the wow they haven't been right since they met up with us did they Right, and they lose the three straight. And what what was this common denominator? Even going back to that Baltimore game, those are all teams that are physical in the trenches, beating you up. And at the end of a nine, ten, eleven week string, all of that adds up. So yeah, I think yeah. for Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger, who I, I again I don't know if he was Popeye and ate some spinach at halftime or something, but that arm looked dead. The effort looked dead in the first half, and then all of a sudden, sprang back to life. Well, the, the only thing that Pittsburgh really has to play for, and they would need Buffalo to lose, to you know, they would need Buffalo to lose to the Dolphins to get the second seed. Right. So then what? Buffalo comes to town in the divisional playoffs in front of an empty stadium? You know, like, it, it just doesn't – who cares? You know, if – it's going to be cold in Pittsburgh. It's going to be cold in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, right. it's, no, exactly. You know, like, <laughs> all East Coast bound. Yeah, I, you know, except for Miami, yeah. it's, it's all cold weather, right? Yeah. Kansas City on down, Baltimore, all these teams that are getting in. Tennessee, Cleveland, the the only place is Miami. Yep, and and I and I'd rather have the Dolphins and the Browns in the playoffs than to see the Colts get in 
you know, who knows? Maybe there's maybe there's some magic with the Bengals against the Ravens to to knock them out. But uh, it, I, all signs to me, you know, point to Pittsburgh of of sitting guys. Possible sits. Let's quick deal with that uh, before we move ahead to to Week 17. We know Jared Goff's out. So John Wolford's going to get the start mm-hmm. at quarterback for the Rams against Arizona. Alex Smith likely back for Washington. Dwayne Haskins got the boot today, being released or on, on Monday, being released by the Washington football team. So you've got some of those movements here there. I wouldn't want to start anybody with the Rams anyway, especially with, uh, you know, we knew Cam Akers had his injury. Now Daryl Washington's got uh, Daryl Henderson, excuse me, has his injury and you're likely going to have to go to a Malcolm Brown situation. Um, Kyler Murray, you mentioned earlier in that same game dinged up. We don't know about his status. Those are all question marks to look ahead to week 17. Yeah, it is. It is certainly uh, some chaos here and and Arizona against Kyler Murray. How, how strong a play do you think he was, even if he was going to go? Right, he's yeah. guy would probably nope. would have benched anyway. And DeAndre Hopkins, given the last few weeks, probably is no better than a number two play with a lot of a bench worthy uh, opportunities there. I mean, for your usual suspects, I mean, you, you know, Justin Herbert's going to keep slinging. Sure. Going up against Kansas City, and again, you don't know how much on both sides of the ball they rest. So maybe he actually has a clean pocket and can lead you to some daily victory to a whole other level you know we've got the the two games in the nfc east that have meaning dallas has meaning in week 17 dan uh talking about (laughs) it's just what a crazy year this is uh jerry jones is going to get the last laugh on us all as they win the super bowl as chaos uh (laughs) ensues if that happens mccarthy should retire like no, absolutely. One and done. I'm out. One and done. <laughs> the, gra- the greatest coaching season ever. They want Go to be fired. With, with middle fingers ablazing as they carry him <laughs> off the field in Tampa. Just double birds to everybody. He's got Kid so, Rocks. I'm a cowboy baby yeah. as he scoots off the field. But, I mean, Matthew Stafford doing the tough guy take again. Right? I want to play. Should he? Again, another guy who's bandaged up, but against Minnesota, they don't get a lot of pressure, so you should have opportunities downfield sure. should he play, right? So, yeah, it, it is a, a strange, strange week. You've got a couple of the I don't have to watch in the Jets and the uh, New England game, um, Las Vegas and Denver at this point. I won't even know what colored uniforms the Jets and Patriots wear. So that that's will and be. And you're a uniform guy. I know. I tell you. But, you know, Sam Darnold, Jamison Crowder, especially if Jamison Crowder is going to keep throwing touchdown passes. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, anyone? Frank Gore is actually going to miss a game. Can you believe that? After all this time, that's now how it 16, ends. 16,000, yeah. Just crazy. Um, San Francisco keeps fighting. Give C.J. Beathard credit. Going up against Seattle. So, kind of an interesting spot. Ayuk's banged up. Um, and Jeff Wilson had himself a, a great game. And then New Orleans, we know they still have to play for something, right? That's yeah. the beauty of it. New Orleans and Green Bay, much to the chagrin of my beloved Chicago Bears, uh, still have something to play for. And now they bring out, oh, wait, we've had this whole weapon. We've had him hidden all year long. Here's A.J. Dillon. Take that in the frozen game. Watch this 230-pound guy bounce off you. <laughs> Happy <He's>... Christmas, yes. <laughs> He's his legs. He's got you know Saquon gets a lot of hype, but AJ Dillon's <sighs> legs, man, they're bigger than some buildings in Green Bay. I mean, they are enormous. <laughs> yeah, watching him uh, rumble on Sunday night, 
was uh, was something. So yeah, it's it's a crazy slate. Some daily fantasy opportunities, uh, perhaps in some of these. With you know the the you, you just make the all the all the lineup of guys you wouldn't have started the first sixteen sure. weeks. Yeah. Based on the way this is setting up. <laughs> well, and, and there's there's one other play that you may want to look to, and I think that we saw it is, and it, and it has to deal with Kansas City. I'm going to get to the Chiefs in a sec, which yeah. will play into my give me one reasons. But Daryl Williams ended up getting a lot of the action for mm-hmm. Kansas City. And, and it said a lot about Le'Veon Bell because Clyde Edwards-Alaire is, is obviously out until the postseason. But Daryl Williams actually ended up being the guy they relied on. He was usually only their third down back and would be there in passing situations. But he ended up getting a bunch of carries, and I think that you could see that in Week 17 against the Chargers if you were looking for some help at that position. Because I just don't know about the Le'Veon Bell. I know that they like to use him in spots, but it just didn't seem like his workload, uh, that he was fit for the workload. And Daryl Williams actually out-touched uh, him in, in carries 10-7. to 7. And uh, Williams more of a factor in the passing game as well, as I mentioned. So. See, that was the surprise to me, that if you're not going to run Le'Veon Bell, Split them out like Pittsburgh used to, like the Jets mm-hmm. used to. Sure. Let them catch a few balls, you know, a couple of swing-out passes to the side. So it's always a question of, all right, is is it health? Is there something else there where he's, you know, distanced himself from the position coaches and, and Eric Bieniemy to where maybe he's on the outs there? Uh, I don't know. But certainly William's a guy that uh, is worth a look-see when we talk about waiver wires and spot plays. You mentioned Malcolm Brown before. Um, Sean McVay was talking vaguely about Cam Akers maybe, possibly being there. I think he was just trying to give people good news because he was telling them about sure. how broken Jared Goff was. Yeah. Well, it's a good excuse. You know, having the thumb to pop it back in and then to continue to play and now have surgery. You can rip on golf all you want, but to play through that. Tough dude, man. Yeah, tough dude. These guys are a lot tougher than anybody's ever going to give him credit for. Yeah, absolutely. His game has been off much of the second half of the season. We can can agree to that. Uh, The run game and the defense had, had held up, but... You know, sometimes you watch what these guys put their bodies through, man. It's like, my God. <laughs> Crazy. It's, it's absolutely insane. Anything else you want to wrap up from week 17 that we can hear before I give you my give you, give me one reason to start or bench a guy? Well, I was going to go into a deep dive on the, uh, you know, all these backup quarterbacks that are, you know, the Arizona Hot Shots, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and other teams that are in their histories. But, you know what, they're still professional quarterbacks, so I'm not going to denigrate them like many will in the media. They're still quarterbacking in Week 17. And I would love to see uh, Taylor Heineke get a few snaps, not that I want to see Alex Smith hurt or anything. But dude was the emergency quarterback and was working on his engineering degree when he got the call saying, hey, we need you. So he worked out a deal to have his finals after the season ended. You mean he wasn't at a strip club? I mean, what are you, what are you doing? You no, know? he broke protocol and uh, went back to class. Oh, man. All right, give me one reason to start a guy in Week 17. I'm going to give you one reason to start Melvin Gordon of the Denver Broncos against the Las Vegas Raiders. And that is actually, I'm going to give you one number, 107. He is 107 yards shy of a thousand yard season and in a game that has no bearing on anything except maybe where you're going to pick in the draft to know that melvin gordon is 107 yards short of a thousand yard season to me tells me vic fangio and the broncos are going to be like 
let's give Melvin that thousand yard season. Let's do it for the linemen. There could be bonuses in that situation. Sure. That is a mark that you want to reach. And so I say that is the reason because Melvin Gordon's 107 yards shy of a thousand yards to play him against the Raiders. I think they will try to get him that in week 17. Man, I love that. I love that because there's a lot of money involved. And Vic yeah. Fangio is an old school guy. So he sure. knows what a thousand yard means. And in Absolutely. this day and age in the National Football League, we don't have a lot of backs that hit that. They hit a lot of thousand scrimmage yards. We saw a lot of tweets from uh, social media accounts of teams and players to that <laughs> to that effect. It's like I don't know. That was why a big deal. David Montgomery of the Bears. He's at one thousand one yards <laughs> coming into the final week. But it's a big deal when they the run game was left for dead. Likewise yeah. for Melvin Gordon, given what. Many thought of him and his production coming into this year. I think Denver would love to put a nice bow of positivity on something this year because it's been a miserable thing. You ever want entertainment, folks, listen out there? Go find yourself some Vic Fangio postgame or Monday morning media sessions. It is gold. <laughs> the uh, Give you a reason to bench. Your chief starters. Yeah. So uh, Mahomes, don't worry about it. Tyree Kill, eh. Travis Kelsey, keep him healthy. I, As much as I love Daryl Williams for the Chiefs, he's not considered a starter. You're going to see Daryl Williams. You're going to see Chad Henney. So I'm giving you the, the reason to bench the Chiefs starters because they're likely not going to play much, if at all, against the Chargers coming up on Sunday. You said Chad Henney twice in a show. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> Chad Henney. Nicely done. Oh, 0-4 against Ohio State. <laughs> Not that you remember any of that. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a Big there. Ten podcast for fantasy purposes next year, too. Oh. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, 
business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. All right, let's get to the Waiver Wired Week 17. Uh, who do you like? Who, I mean, we threw a bunch of names yeah. out there a little, a little while ago, but who should we highlight as we uh, as we move forward to the regular season finale? All right. Well, you've mentioned a few. Obviously, A.J. Dillon, I don't know that you're going to get a ton of reps against Chicago. This is more just playing defense with your waiver wire priority if you are playing in Week 17, even if he's not going to crack your starting lineup. But something tells me they'll try to just pound the Bears into submission. And we've yep. seen them run on, much like other teams have run on the Packers with some success this year. Uh, I, I would expect that. How about a little bit of a price value? You, you talk about Daryl Williams. How about Keyshawn Vaughn down mm. in Tampa? He was yeah. a guy in, in a uh, an analyst's draft before the season, one of those that gets published on websites and written about. He was a guy that I threw out as a, as a possibility. Uh, of one of those sleeper performers. One, because of Ronald Jones' struggles before the year, and while well, Leonard Fournette was such a wild card to things, well, he's banged up. Jones is banged up. And as we talked about with the Buccaneers earlier, you might see Operation Shutdown by halftime yeah. of most of your starters. And I would suspect Vaughn, 15 carries, 62 yards in the Laffer against Detroit, sees another double-digit touch day. So I'd look to him. And then I mentioned Frank Gore. He's he's all banged up. He's got myriad injuries going on here. Uh, so he'll miss the game. LaMichael Pirine back in his first action since week 11. 11 touches, 44 yards, not world-beating. But all you can ask for is opportunity in an uncertain world. Those Boom! Those are the guys to look for in week 17 
which, by the way, will finally be 2021 when we actually get to play that? those games. That will be something. All right, our three-point conversions. Mike, I don't have a lot from uh, four-week 17 matchup-wise, so I have three rules that I want any fantasy player to uh, to listen to, and, and I don't want to say abide by, but just use as a guide. Play some daily fantasy this week because of the emptiness that may be in your heart because your league ended in week yeah. 16. Go ahead and, and, and play some daily fantasy. And if you've played daily fantasy all season long and have listened to us, thank you very much, first of all, and continue to do it in week 17 because there's going to be some crazy values out there for guys that are going to get you points. Number two, set up a playoff contest with your league. This is something that I think we're going to dive in more of. I'm going to tell you what I do with my buddies in a, in a way that we do it. Isn't necessarily a draft sort of thing, but it's a way. And what we end up doing for whatever you guys throw into the pot at the beginning of the year, uh, we just take a portion of that and put that at the entry fee. And if you end up winning it, you take it off your entry fee the next season. It's very easy, but it's a fun way to stay involved and also play fantasy in the playoffs, especially if your team did not make the NFL playoffs and you're one of the 18 teams on the outside looking in. Gets you involved, at least in the playoffs. And the final point, Start preparing for 2021 now. Why not? You're in that football mode. Start looking at guys. Make a little draft sheet. If you got to put it away for six months until July and August comes around, so be it. But, hey, even look at some guys. If you're in a holdover league, look at who maybe you think could be held over, who could do what, where. Uh, take a look at those things because you're still in the mode and you might as well take advantage of it while you can. All right, three things. The strange bedfellows. We talked about it a lot here. A lot of names you haven't heard on the podcast for the first 16 weeks. Get to know them uh, and rankings and all of that fun I'll have up uh, as the week goes on well in advance of our Sunday kickoffs. Number two, if you won your league, something that's become popular in the fantasy community, you'll see the scrolls uh, on websites and Twitter accounts. Uh, If you had somebody that carried you to the top, see if they've got a foundation. See if they've got some charity in the city in which they play or in their hometown that maybe you can donate 10% of your winnings or whatever it is. Do a little bit of good uh, in those communities. And third, I I take it out to the whole because we all eat and we gluttonize when it comes to sports. Uh, Remember to uh, go local with your fare for Week 17 uh, as you sit down to watch the Washington football team in Philadelphia finish the last of the glorious 256. And uh, find a local restaurant to cater your Super Bowl. Even if it's a, you know, we we remain in quarantine mode where it's Zoom calls and a bunch of faces on screens instead of being in person. Order from a local restaurant. Get that deposit down. Keep money flowing. Keep them alive. Just don't donate to the human fund. That's all that we ask. That's true. Although, if you were smart, wouldn't you create the human fund? What's that? Wouldn't you create the human fund, That's though, Costanza. at this point? No, I know, though. Yeah. But wouldn't yeah. you actually register that? Because people <laughs> would be like, ah, that's funny. And yeah. it's like, and all of a sudden you got millions of dollars. You can go do some good because people will like, think it's a, a cool joke. Look, I got a certificate that said I donated to the human fund. Five bucks at a time. It adds fund. up. Oh, man. All right. Give Mike on Twitter at Swollen Dome. I'm at Dan Bayer on Fox. You can always tweet us. And I want your flex. A big thanks to our executive producer, Lee DeLapp, who's been with us all season long. You can find Lee on Twitter, at Lee DeLapp. That is it for our Week 16 wrap-up. Again, it's going to be our only episode this week just because of the new year. We're going to be back with a special episode 
once a week when it comes to the NFL playoffs. We're going to be going through the NFL playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl, so you can look forward to that. A happy new year. Please be safe. Thank you guys for all that you do, and we will talk to you in a week's time when it will be 2021. Until then, enjoy week 17. We'll talk to you during the playoffs. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.